This episode is not just for business owners, it's for every single Nigerian. If you're a Nigerian, then you need to start being part of the solution. Hi everyone, thank you for coming back to Evolve with me, your host Hafsi Bunu. I apologize for letting my holiday get in the way of my podcasting schedule. Thank you for your patience. Life isn't fair. Bad things happen to good people all the time. Many people have a right to blame their lack of happiness on factors beyond their control. Factors such as poverty, corruption, job losses, bad governance, and unethical companies. These are things that cause people mental anguish and suffering. While these are all legitimate reasons to fall into some version of depression, it's important not to allow ourselves to wallow in that victim mindset. If you're not sure if you fall into that victim mindset, then ask yourself the following. Are you one of those people that's constantly thinking the grass is greener on the other side? Are you unhappy with your current state but full of reasons why you can't change it? Are you excessively using victim and negative language? Why me, if only? Are you always blaming other people for the problems in your life? Are you incapable of taking responsibility for your actions? If you find you can relate to any of the questions that I just asked, then you've taken the first step in identifying what your weakness is. Next is to identify how you got there. A victim mindset is formed over time and is determined by what we regularly think, how we speak, where we focus our attention and the language that we choose to use. So avoid allowing your mind to obsess over all the wrong that's been done to you and channel that energy into more effectively overcoming obstacles and removing barriers. Whether it's in your personal life, your career, your religion or wherever you may find this to be. Just as you can find people who have it better than you, if you look objectively, you will find people who have it worse than you. Unfortunately, I think your average Nigerian lives in this victim mindset. I'm broke. Things are so hard. I can't start a business because there's no electricity, because the banks won't loan me money, because I don't have any social media know-how. I get it. Things are hard, and I understand how privileged I am to be able to say this. And if you're listening to this podcast, then chances are you are just as privileged as I am. Hear me out. I agree that our feelings of wrongdoings are valid, but surely dwelling on it too much will prevent us from realizing our full potential. We can choose to spend so much time lamenting over all the horrible things our government is doing to prevent us from taking steps to improve our future, or we can start advancing our lives by changing our perspectives. We find ourselves in a very tough situation with little hope, but what I see is a blessing in disguise. I see a cash cow. Nigeria is so rich of opportunities, there's so many gaps to fill, so many untapped markets, so many places where you stand to actually make a difference. In the past few weeks, I've been seeing a lot of posts about the current exchange rate where a pound is now about 700 naira, and most people seem shocked even though we saw it coming. The exchange rate has been on an upwards trend for the past seven years, and I for one won't be surprised if it gets to 800 naira by January to a pound. I want all of us to ask ourselves honestly, what have we done to contribute to this problem? 
Have we considered how we can make things better? Or are we just wallowing? Take responsibility for your actions. Now, before I get into my explanation, let's first understand how we can determine the health of an economy. The easiest way to do this is with the use of the GDP. And the quickest way to explain that is the GDP is basically a measure of total imports versus total exports in a country that is calculated over a period of time, usually over a year. So the more you export and the less you import, the more positive the rate of growth in an economy. That concept right there is the genesis of our problem as a country. I want everyone listening to perform this exercise with me. Let's run through our day. For me, I wake up in the morning, I walk to the bathroom where I pick up my Oral-B toothbrush, my Colgate toothpaste, my Pond's face wash, my Dove soap, my Body Shop sponge, my House of Fraser towel, my Body Shop lotion, my, my Body Shop lotion, I put on my Velisco Ankara. Actually, this is the one place I think we Nigerians make a really great effort with our fashion we do wear a lot of made in nigeria but anyway if i'm wearing my anchor i put on my velisco if i'm going to the gym i put on my nike sweats and my t-shirt i walk to the dining table sit on my imported dining table get my get my wedgewood plate i get my robert welch cutlery i okay most likely i eat my homegrown food but anyway, I go up, blah, 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 come back to my room at the end of the day, repeat, get into my bed with my Egyptian cotton sheets that I bought from whatever brand. The bulk of my day, I am using foreign products. I can count the number of times I actually use Nigerian products. And I think if everybody performs this exercise, honestly, we are all very guilty of it. The sad part is that most of these companies don't even manufacture their raw materials or even do their production within their countries. Take for example, cocoa. Nigeria is amongst the top 5 exporters of cocoa, but we're nowhere on the list even amongst the top 20, 50 top producers of chocolate. Now there's no shame in being exporters, but there's shame in the fact that we refuse to be capitalist with the rest of the world. I'll give you some examples of companies with the intention of offending you. I want to offend you so much. I want you to get angry so that by the time you finish listening to this podcast, you get up and decide to be the change that you want to see in this country. For example, Amazon. Amazon primarily stocks all Chinese Alibaba products, maybe except for food and supplements because of FDA regulations. But the bulk of products on Amazon are stocked from China. Go on YouTube and find a seller on Amazon that is not stocking products from China. These are people that are making sales of twenty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars a month, sometimes even more than that, simply by buying from China and selling on Amazon. People like you and I are going on Amazon to pay twenty dollars for a yoga mat that the seller bought from China for two dollars. What we're doing is we're exporting twenty dollars out of our economy. Now, I'm not saying don't buy a yoga mat. I'm asking why you listener aren't starting a brand that's white labeling yoga mats from China. So now instead of exporting $20 out of our economy to buy that yoga mat, we're exporting $2 through you seller. 
and the other $18 is floating around our economy. The more cash we have floating in our economy, the healthier the state of our economy, the happier you and I can be, the safer our country can be. Another example is Carter's. Now, Carter's is a clothing brand for children, and it's an American brand. Ironically, and quite commonly amongst American brands, Carter's has no production within the U.S. They have their manufacturing done in countries like China, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and the likes. And just like Amazon, they're probably producing for a dollar, two dollars, and charging us fifteen to twenty dollars for products. So again, why aren't you starting your version of Carter's? Let's be intentional with our habits, and this has two parts to it. Sellers, let's build businesses with quality products, quality branding, and quality shopping experiences. Buyers, let's be intentional with our purchases. Import only what you need to, what you can't find locally. Now, of course, we all have products that we love and are biased to. For example, I have a bias to Bath & Body Works candles. So regardless of how many candle makers I will find within the country, chances are I'll still import my Bath & Body Works candles. The point is, let's be intentional. Let's be capitalist with the rest of the world. In order to do this, I think we need to change our mentality. Nigerian doesn't mean lesser than. I don't understand why I walk into Dunes and I see Kellogg's, Kellogg's, Kellogg's. But when I go to Tesco or Walmart or Costco, I don't see Golden Moon. Golden Moon is some grade A cereal. I don't see Kilishi. Our Kilishi is a gazillion times better than the trash they call beef jerky. I don't see Yaji. And don't think it's because nobody would buy it. There's a lady in London, I think her name is Chika. In about 2017, she raised almost a million pounds to grow and expand her business that was making plantain chips and chinchin. Of course, she had to spend a good amount of time educating people on what these products are. And that's why you have a lot of supermarkets giving out free samples of products. But tell me, who wouldn't want some yaji to spice up their lives? <laughs> Pun intended. Somehow, everyone seems to see what we have to offer except us. We have companies like Body Shop, Share Moisture, preferentially importing share butter from countries like ours. We have companies like Stella McCartney that are making ugly Ankara dresses that look like they were sewn in Wuse Market for £2,000. We have Balenciaga selling Ghana Must Go. I don't understand this. Does this not offend you? Listen, I'm offended. Look, I'm just as guilty as anybody listening. If you listen to my first episode, I said that I own a gift store and we buy a lot of international products. For example, I buy a lot of tea tins because they look very aesthetically pleasing. Um, but I'm not buying them particularly for their taste. I'm buying it for the packaging because honestly, some of the best tea I've had has been local blends of tea made in Borno, where I'm from. Part of my journey I decided to reach out to a lot of local brands as I'm expanding that's my goal to work with more local brands I decided to reach out to a bunch of different tea making brands I'm not naming any names and I'm not sharing the story to shame anybody I'm just trying to explain the general mentality of our people so I reached out to some of these companies and I explained what opportunities I saw for their business I was like hey I want to help you brand your business and after that and subsequently stock your products 
And a lot of the feedback I was getting was quite disappointing. I had people telling me, oh, I can't afford to do this. It's too expensive. Oh, I can't buy from Alibaba. I need to buy tens of thousands to start. Oh, I don't think it's a good time to fix my business image. Oh, you know, people aren't really going to buy if they're premium products. And I then hear a voice in my head that says, Steve Jobs wasn't saying people wouldn't buy. He created a solution and eventually people followed. That's the mindset you need to have. As long as you're solving a problem, people will follow, even if it takes a little bit of time, even if it takes some convincing. There's a lot of misconceptions about branding your business to international standards. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that particular detail because I'm doing an episode about starting a business and the importance of branding and how you can go about that. But anyway, for now, the gist of what I'm saying is we have an issue both on a seller and a buyer perspective. So we all need to change our perspective and understand that we're just as much the problem as our government is. Well, thank you everybody for listening. As we come to the end of this episode, I want to urge you, if you have a skill, cultivate it. If you have a business, brand it properly. I hope you leave this podcast with more than you came. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can stay updated with all our new episodes. Make sure you share this with your friends and family so we can all get on this collective journey to building a better Nigeria for you and I. Have a good day and God bless you. Nigeria is a cash cow. You see a problem, I see a blessing in disguise. Nigeria is a cash cow. Nigeria is so rich of opportunities, so many untapped markets, so many problems to solve. Nigeria is a place where you can actually make a difference. So instead of focusing on the downsides, why don't you make a progressive plan? Why don't you use this time to make a progressive plan? What have I gotten better at since last year? What opportunities are here now that weren't here before? What are the positives of this negative? Change doesn't always have to be bad. Change your perspective about change. Having a negative mindset will hinder your growth potential. So look at every perspective beside you before you conclude you're in a losing situation. Get in the habit of doing a 